What's up? We've got another episode of No Tracers coming right at you. Thank you for tuning in this week. This is the No Tracers podcast. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here at the beginning. Welcome the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. Hey, welcome. If you're new to the show, hit the subscribe button. Trust me, you're not going to regret it. My name is Kay, just the letter K, and I'm known as No Tracers. You can find me on Instagram at no.tracers, or my TikTok is No Tracers. My YouTube channel that is relatively new is No Tracers Urbex. Really trying to grow that channel and putting all of my uh, urban exploring content as well as this podcast up on that channel. So if you guys are interested, definitely go check it out. So this week on the podcast, I'm speaking with the Dank Team Explorers. Well, one half of the Dank Team Explorers. I'm speaking with Shane this week. Super excited to share his story with you guys here on the No Tracers podcast. We've actually been trying to coordinate this episode for quite a while now, uh, but our schedules have been crazy this year, especially mine. I've been on tour all year, so it's hard for me to like schedule podcasts. As you guys might have seen, there have been a few weeks where I was uh, absent from uploading. That's just because I've been in Australia for two weeks. If you go back and listen to last week's episode, I actually dive into an urban exploration. I went on while I was in Australia. Absolutely incredible time. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, definitely go to the last episode. Before we get into the show, just a couple things. So Amazon Prime is having like special deals right now. So there's like discounts on a lot of stuff. Um, If you go down in the bottom of the description of this episode or any of my episodes, I actually have Amazon affiliate links to different gear products that I recommend for urban exploring. Things like backpacks, flashlights, shoes, and everything in between that you could possibly imagine that you might need for urban exploring. I'm always adding to that list, so if you guys are looking for some new gear, if you're just getting into the hobby and don't know what to get, my recommendations are down in the bottom of the description. I get a little bit of a kickback every time you guys click on one of my links and buy something, so thank you for supporting me through the things you purchase. It means a lot to me. Um, otherwise, there are a couple ways to support this podcast and what I'm doing here at No Tracers. You can actually pick up a copy of my new book, How to Explore Abandoned Buildings, which is a collaboration I did with another explorer by the name of Cursed Sketchbook, uh, or Mr. Sketch, as I like to call him. So we did this cool collaboration where I took 50 photos and he illustrated on top of them uh, with his drawings, and I created 50 tips for urban exploring, and we compiled this book together. So if you guys want to get a copy of that, or my first book, No Tracers, and Urban Explorer's Diary, which is just my story and my explorations, you can go to notracers.com slash shop. The link is down in the description if you guys just want to click directly on it. You can pick up a copy of one of my books. It really helps me out. And it's something I love to do. It's my least profitable, uh, you know, form of making money, but I love it more than anything. I love signing those and shipping them out to people all over the world. It's one of the coolest things that I get to do. So if you guys want to support me that way, you can. 
The last way is picking up a case of Liquid Death Mountain Water. So Liquid Death is a partner of mine. They support everything I do. They support my live music. They support this urban exploring stuff. And uh, Liquid Death, if you don't know what it is, it's it's water. It's canned water. Okay. I've been trying to get away from plastic water bottles for years. And finally, there's an alternative canned water. Uh, these guys actually donate part of their proceeds to cleaning up the oceans, which I think is super admirable and super cool. So if you guys want to get involved in what they're doing, and if you want more water, which is something you should have, go to liquiddeath.com, get a case of water, get like a set of koozies and uh, use code just the letter K for 10% off your order. That's a huge way to support the show and what I'm doing. So thank you guys for keeping the lights on. Thank you for keeping this show going. Without further ado, the Dank Team Explorers. Welcome to No Tracers. Please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. What's up, everyone? My name is Shane from the Dank Team Explorers. I'm only half the uh, half the crew. My wife, Audra, is at work, so she wasn't able to make the podcast, so I'll be speaking for her. We've been exploring for probably, say... Almost coming up on three years now, two and a half years. So we're pretty new to it still. Yeah. I mean, what got you into exploring in the first place? Like, I know you do this as a team, but uh, like for for you or for both of you, like what got you into exploring in the first place? What made you catch the bug? Um, I feel like it's kind of like a lot of other people. Um, the pandemic, you know, happened and everyone's kind of stuck inside. We're just kind of hanging out, trying to find new things to do because, you know, the world's just so screwed up and... Um, it was, I don't know, I just started watching YouTube, like, heavily. I was really into the heavy YouTube scene and uh, just kind of seeing what's out there. And, you know, uh, some of the cross these abandoned, you know, channels. And uh, it was crazy. I mean, I don't really understand it. It was uh, the proper people uh, got me hooked. I started watching them, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, absolutely wild. These people are out there, and, you know, all this stuff's left. I mean, you know, as not an explorer, you drive by an abandoned building. The average person just kind of glance over it. You don't think about it, you know, too much about it. You're like, ah, oh, whatever, it's a man in building. But I started watching these videos. And I'm like, wow, like this stuff left inside these places. I got to see this. <laughs> so it was kind of, uh, kind of on my end. I was kind of watching the videos and watching one with the wife one night. And uh, we're just kind of watching along, you know, just watching the videos, kind of super interested. And the wife looks over and she goes, hey, I know where this place is. And I'm kind of like, no way, you know, like we can make this happen. Like, so it kind of started right there. Wow. Dang. Okay. So watching like the proper people, first of all, like what a great group to get introduced to. That's like, you know, one of the best explorer groups out there. You know, I, I think their content's amazing. The way they film, the way they, you know, communicate and then kind of narrate what they're doing is absolutely incredible, you know, so definitely stoked that you guys found them. So what was your first exploration then? Like, take me into that first time going into an abandoned building, what it felt like, what you experienced, like, like what, what was it about it that made it so special? It was actually an awesome story. I'm going to get short because this could go on forever. But that first video we seen that I said that my wife knew where it was, it was actually um, in one of the hometowns where she grew up as a kid. And it was crazy because she would tell me, like, you know, I would drive by, you know, all the time with my parents going to church. And this place had been around forever. And she's like, I've always wanted since I was a little kid, you know, what was in there. And I kind of knew the town because I was in maybe an hour from her. We grew up pretty close together. And uh, I kind of knew where it was, too, but I never really had interest in it. And, you know, so to pull up and actually 
be like, oh my God, this is it. Like, I know where it is. The wife brought me like, this is it. And you kind of get that feeling like, man, this is the first time. I don't know what to expect. We didn't know what to expect. Uh, we had no gear. We had like little pen lights and like our cell phone lights that we weren't prepared at all. Um, but we parked the car and tried to find like the sneakiest way in, you know, at the time we didn't know anything. So we were just looking for cops and, uh, we got in, it was a huge hospital. Um, pretty big campus i mean it was we started out with a banger we didn't even like even do nothing easy like we went right in right like balls to the walls like um it was crazy we got in and it was a blast we were really scared like you know i was scared to go like on different floors and um the wife's always had like no fear like you cannot scare my wife at all it's like the craziest thing <laughs> even to, like this day like wherever we go she's like always the first one in last one out like you can't scare her so she kind of like led the way and we just started going crazy after that. That's amazing, dude. Like the first time being a big hospital, like that's almost unheard of. You know, most people would go to like a house or like a farm or, you know, something, <laughs> something small scale, but you guys just, you know, kind of knocked it out of the park with something giant to begin with. I think yeah. that's, that's huge. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it really could have been any spot that we went to fresh. It just so happened to be that. Yeah the spot that they posted in the video, like she just knew right where it was. And it was like literally at maybe a 45 minute drive from us, wow. half hour. So it was like super like convenient too. Yeah. Like how long were you guys inside for, for that first time? Oh man. So the explore for the first time, we were only in for maybe like an hour, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe two hours, but we like, listen, like we like this now. Like we were committed. We had a blast. We got in the car you know, hugged it out, high-fived it, holy shit, we did it, and uh, we just committed to go back and see all of it, so it actually took us probably, I want to say, two or three weekends, I think it was two full weekends, Saturday and Sunday, both times, to see everything, um, there was probably, uh, I don't know, five or six buildings on the property, and by the time we were done, we seen every square inch of that place, we just seen everything, um, started doing more research about, you know, how to be more stealthy and just to get better gear by the second weekend, we had already went and bought better flashlights, uh, you know, picked up some boots, just kind of got more established. And we knew we like this, we would love this. We wanted to get into this and it was so much fun. Like looking back, I'm just like still shocked that that's how we started, you know? Wow. Well, yeah. So speaking of like gear and figuring out like how to be more stealthy like where did you guys go to find that information a lot of people you know maybe don't know about things like this podcast you know that have tips like this but like where did you guys go to find that information um so i guess out of the two of us i'm more the social butterfly as far as like social media and like you know going on reddit and forums i'm kind of like the person who loves the computer um so i kind of reached out and just looked on forums like i said went on reddit watched a lot more youtube videos there was a couple of guys on some forums that where i was talking to uh that really helped me they were really cool they were like listen this is kind of a crazy thing um but it's fun you know this is probably what you should buy and this is what you should have and uh you know we bought respirators after a while because we realized how bad these buildings were and it kind of just spiraled you know um i don't know we ended up just buying all kinds of stuff and then uh it just gets crazy because, you know, um, you start getting into this stuff and it's just like a, a domino effect. 
So before we know, we're just like thousands of dollars in. It was like, all right, we're like full set now. Like this is what we're going to do. So yeah. So for people that are just getting into the hobby, do you have any gear recommendations for them? Like for me, this podcast, I have like a list in every episode at the bottom of the description where I put like Amazon links to like, you know, respirators and shoes and like what, what brands do you use if you know them off the top of your head for, you know, your boots, your backpack, flashlights, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, so we obviously started out with like cheaper stuff because I wasn't really sure yet. I mean, we just went to like Walmart and Target, and I think we went to like Dick Sporting Goods, and we kind of just looked around and just bought cheaper stuff. But after the first year, we were super, super committed. I'm like, you know what? If we're gonna do this, like, I want to have nice stuff, and uh, you know, if you're gonna carry a nice camera, you want to have a nice bag for it. You want to protect your stuff. You, you know, you're in and out of windows. You're jumping off. You know. <laughs> who knows what so uh i i like low pro bags um i have a nice low pro the wife has a low pro um a nice pair of boots or like to be honest a lot of people wear boots like i started with boots and then i was like i'm kind of a smaller person so the boots are kind of big and clunky for me i wasn't a big fan of them so we actually both went out and bought some nice like adidas hiking shoes and believe it or not they work really good i like them better than boots because they're like still very grippy for walking and jumping and stuff but like they're light so I'm not killing myself walking around like for hours with these big clunky heavy boots. So I'd recommend uh, just wear stuff that you're comfortable with, you know, um, be safe. But like don't go and wear stuff that you're going to be, you know, uncomfortable wearing for a couple hours at a time because this stuff gets heavy. Um, you explore in the summer. It's hot. You're going to have a spot for water. So just think about stuff like that because it gets uh, it's crazy out there. Yeah, definitely. And like a note on the boots, a lot of people are like, wear steel toed boots because nails and stuff like I'm not going to walk around with 20 pound shoes on my feet it's yeah. just not like you got to be realistic about it you know especially like you said yeah if you're out there for hours and hours you know you're not going to want to walk around like that um but Absolutely. thank you for those gear recommendations uh did you guys start taking photos immediately or like when did photography come into your life so i've always kind of liked photography um back in the day i was like huge into skateboarding like huge huge this is my whole life growing up i was a skateboarder and uh you know had a couple of sponsors. I was like really into it. And I was always the one who would have the uh, camera in my hand or the, you know, back in the day you'd have the old, uh, you know, the camcorders and I would always be the one filming everyone skating. And then kind of get out of that scene, got into the car scene as I grew up. And, uh, I just always find myself with a camera in my hand, never professionally, never making too much money off it. Just kind of having fun, um, going to car meet, shooting cars. And then I was, you know, so I was always had a, um, a grasp on photography and, and, and cameras and all my friends are always like, yeah, man, you should really do this for a living. You're really good at it. But, uh, it just kind of, uh, it, it, it had always been with me in some way or another. Yeah. I, I feel like I've got a similar story in that as aspect of things. Like I started, you know, when I moved, so I grew up overseas, but when I moved to California, um, I started going to like photography meetups that I just found on Instagram. There were like groups on Instagram that would post flyers with like the date, the time, the location you show up, you never know what you're going to get, whether it's like cars or models or cosplayers, you know, stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. And it was like my introduction into like American photography culture. And then through that, I found somebody that was like, I don't know how like urban exploring came up, but somebody was like, Oh yeah, you know, this abandoned place. And I was like, wait a second, you got to take me, you got to take me with you. <laughs> Right. And so that's how I started back in like 2016, 2015. Wow. Um, but I mean, it's such a journey to go on. And, you know, you guys have been doing this for, you said like three years. 
Um, what's been your favorite exploration out of those three years? Oh my gosh. You know, I get asked that often. Um, like I said, we are new, but we've been around. I mean, I feel like we've done a lot more, um, than most people. We're just not afraid to get in the car and drive. We're from the Northeast, um, you know, Massachusetts. That's where we're from. We just got back from a giant trip, huge trip, two week trip on the road. We hit like 13 states. So we're all over the place. It's so hard to say a favorite. Um, man, I don't even know if I could even come up with a favorite on top of my head. We've hit so many good spots. Um, asylums, hospitals, psychiatric hospitals. That's like our favorite. So, um, I'd probably say one we did recently, uh, it was more Southern, not what we used to, but it was amazing. Oh my God. I haven't even talked about it yet. I haven't posted anything about it. It's like super <laughs> secret right now as far as, uh, like explaining, uh, where it was and stuff, but it was crazy. It was one of the ones that was on our like exploring bucket list. Uh, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So we knocked that one out of the park and it was like. Just one of those ones like, wow, like you see posted it, it, you know, people post it and post it and post it. And you're like, wow, I like to make it there one day. And when you find a chance to actually walk in and see, you know, the room or the object you've been looking at in a photo for the past two years, it's like mind blowing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, those bucket list items are so, so cool to finally get. And it's kind of rare to actually knock them off because a lot of them are, you know, harder to reach or have high security, things like that. Um, the, one of my last questions of the show is actually about bucket list items, but like, let's go to that now. Um, do you have any other bucket list items that you guys are trying to hit? Oh man. I mean, there's always more, it's like a never ending <laughs> thing. You know, you're always looking for the next best thing. You know, how can I top the one I just did? You know, yeah. what else is out there? And you just got to look, um, Nothing off the top of my head right now. It's just I. Pr my wife does most of the uh, the research. Mm -hmm. She's really good, you know, at, at finding these spots and researching everything out. And I kind of uh, just follow along. <laughs> She's kind of like uh, the leader, you know. Yeah, I got you. No worries. I I think that that's awesome. I, and talk about uh, exploring alone versus exploring with you know somebody that you care about you know what's that like to you know go into these dangerous places with somebody that's close to you yeah I mean so I've never explored alone like I said we got into this together I've been married for a long time me and my wife been together for uh, for 15 going on 16 years so I've never done this alone we got into it as a team and we always will do it as a team um, I feel like it's a little um a little scary and a little weird to do something like this alone. I know some people do it. I'd be afraid to, uh, you know, fall or get hurt or just be out in these places. Obviously, when you go to these places, no one knows you're there. You're not, you know, announcing your presence. You're not telling people, hey, I'm going to be here. Usually you don't. So if something was to go down, um, it's nice to have that second person with you, especially um, a loved one that, you know, um, you can share that with. It's It's been a blast. It's crazy to uh, explore with um your significant other it's it's really cool you get to share that experience together um and not only just you get you know that experience but just the whole trip as a whole just experiencing uh you know traveling and seeing different states and spots but uh i only explore with one other person uh which is our buddy cory i think you had him on here before uh cory met explorers yep. he's a good kid really nice guy we met him through social media and uh, he's a local he lives near us too um so we met up with him and we explore with him a lot, you know, um, 
but I'll probably never do this alone, either with a wife. I know Corey has a couple times, um, but I always suggest going with someone, a friend or, you know, family member. That way you're safe and it just, it makes it more fun. Honestly, you know, you get to experience with other people and just share that moment. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I'm a big advocate for bringing someone with you. Um, I talk about it a lot on the show. Sometimes I'll do solo explores, but they are a little sketchier uh, because, like you said, like people don't really know where you're at, you know, and anything could happen in these places. Actually, the episode before yours, uh, I talked about a recent exploration I did while I was over in Australia. Um, I was supposed to meet up oh, with wow. uh, this guy, Jim's Urbex, who I actually had on the show uh, quite a while ago. But, um, I tried to meet up with him. He was unavailable, but he gave me a list of spots and he was like, go check these out. So I got to go to an abandoned shopping mall, which was cool. Um, and to, to be in a foreign country exploring, like my first question was like, how are the cops here? Like, <laughs> am I going to get <laughs> fully arrested for doing this? And right. you know, he was like, oh, it's Australia. Like they're pretty chill. Like if you tell them you're a photographer, they'll, you know, they won't bother you kind of thing. And I was like, damn, I wish it was like that in the States. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's really cool. He kind of gave you like the heads up though. Like, yeah. Hey, check this out. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. He sent me like coordinates, directions on how to get in. Like, um, uh, like a map oh, with man. like highlighted drawings and shit, dude, the guy's legit. Wow. Like what a cool dude. Um, but for you, really cool. like, have you ever been injured while exploring? Have you ever like fallen, fallen through a floor or anything like that? Um, no, luckily, I mean, we get ourselves in some pretty crazy situations, but luckily, uh, we've both been good besides the, you know, normal small cuts, scrapes, bruises, you know, mm. uh, just keep pushing on. We've been okay. No major injuries. We joke all the time, uh, as a group, cause, uh, we'll go out and like, all right, you're not going to fall today. My wife always, uh, always has some kind of fall or some kind of <laughs> scrape or something. She's just so adventurous. She does nothing holds her back. And, um, but she's been okay though. Everything's been good. No major injuries, luckily. Good, good. I love hearing that. I I love the injury stories, but when there are none, I, I feel like that's much better. Um, yeah, <laughs> we got lucky. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, tell me about your scariest explorations. Oh, scariest. Hmm. So probably one we just did recently again on this huge trip. We were down south, really, really south, like super, super south. And uh, I wouldn't say scary as far as like the actual spot, but just the way to get in and, uh, you know, avoiding security. And it was like, man, I didn't think we were going to be able to pull it off. Again, the wife is just no fear. She's just like, let's do this. We're here. Like, we're not backing out. I'm like, okay, let's send it. And, uh, you know, we're going through it. It was like, I want to say a good half mile walk through the woods to get to this spot. And we're just like in the woods. It's like 97, 90, 95 degrees. We're sweating and uh, we're getting through and we finally make it up to the buildings. You know, we're coming up to the buildings. And we can see the island of the buildings and we're just listening and start walking and you start hearing like, you know, walkie talkies and stuff. We're like, oh my God, like what the hell is going on? And uh, I wasn't able to put my drone up. I usually bring a drone with me. And uh, use the drone kind of like a surveillance before we get in. I put the drone up and I look around for cops and security. But it was raining uh, before we got mm. in, so the, I couldn't put the drone up. So I was like, let's just send it, whatever. So we get to the uh, the building and it's just like, oh, my God, there's people all around us. We can hear security talking and what it's like sitting ducks or sitting there waiting. It out. We sat there for like 20 minutes and uh, finally the guy left. 
And I'm like, man, we're so far from home. Like, I do not want to go to jail out here. You know, we're in like some small town. Like, I didn't know how they treat outsiders. We're just so, so, so sketchy. But in the end, again, totally worth it. We ended up doing it um, successfully. You know, like, we're in the spot we want to be. It was so funny. We're upstairs, and we're just looking out the window, and we, like, see the security at his booth. And he's just, like, on his cell phone, like, kicking rocks around, like, looking around. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, we did it. We're just high-fiving. And, uh, but it was scary. It was super – it was, like, fun scary. Yeah. You know? For sure, yeah. My, my So I took, <laughs> I took my girlfriend on her first exploration, and it was a hospital. Oh, um, nice. And it was oh, yeah. in a different town, in a different state. You know, we were traveling to go just take a vacation, and she was – on the way back, she was like – Hey, I I want to go into one of these abandoned places with you, and I was like, "Hold up, let me just do some research real quick and find a spot." And I found this like whole town that was kind of abandoned, you know, this whole section of town. It was like the hospital had been there and then shut down because of like money problems, which then caused the surrounding areas to be vacated. You know, it's typically kind of how it goes with this kind of stuff. It, the the kind of surroundings right. can usually become abandoned as well. So it was like hotels and and doctor's offices and law firms and you know just everything was abandoned and the hospital was like a huge plot of land it had it was like 10 floors and had like a you know surgical wing and i was like all right well if you want to do this let's go into this place and i'm all trying to like go through a window and like find a way in and she's like let's just try the front door so we walk over and there (laughs) there just is no door it's just open there's no literally no front door and i was like okay so you're better at this than i am great <laughs> but yeah <laughs> That's it's awesome. it's crazy to like bring somebody into your world and and do these sketchier things but uh, the reason i brought that up is we're on the top floor and she's like looking out the window that isn't there it's just an, a hole in the wall right and she's like oh shit there's there's a cop like driving around the perimeter of the place like slow rolling past and I'm like, there's no way he sees us. There's no way. We're so high up. He's not like driving his car and looking up at the top floor of this building, you know? So, <laughs> but it's still like, you get those like butterflies and you're like, fuck, if we get caught here, like we're, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like such a, it's such a rush, like in a mm-hmm. good way, but it definitely gets sketchy. That's yeah. so cool that you were able to experience that with your girl. That's yeah. Awesome. It's so rad. It's so rad. I've taken to her to a couple spots now. We've done like an abandoned mansion here in, uh, in the Nashville area as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool to bring her into these places. And then uh, next week there's a, a boxing match happening in an abandoned boxing ring. So we're going to that. Oh my God. I've been hearing about this for yeah. months. Oh yeah. It's happening. We're going to be there. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So has anything ever, ever made you want to stop exploring? Like, has there, there ever been like an event that happened that you were like, maybe we should take a second? Um, not really. Um, like I said, my wife's always the more adventurous one. She's always like, you can't scare her. You can't tell her. No, it's just like, let's do this. A couple of times I wanted to back out, um, to be honest. And she's just like, nah, nah, we got this. We got that. She's so positive. And she's like my drive, you know? So, um, no, we're always forward, always down for an exploration. I mean, always, always. We're just like so spur of the moment. We just get in the car. Like it'll be 10 at night and she'll find a spot. She'll, babe, babe, come in here. And we'll just, I'll run in there. And then she's on the, you know, the computer and she's like, I got something, I got something. And like, all right, book the hotel and we just get up and go. Like we just, we don't plan anything. Like so funny. I called Corey one time and it was like 10 at night and I'm like, Hey man, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, Oh, you know, I got some stuff going on. I'm like, well, you, you know, you want to go to Virginia? 
<laughs> and he's like, dude, it's like 10 p.m. Like, yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. Like, tomorrow morning, let's go. And he's like, all right, let's do it, you know? So, uh, yeah, uh, I've never, ever wanted to really stop doing this or, or back out of anything, really. Hell, yeah. Um, it's been so much freaking fun. I, I've never experienced nothing like this my entire life. It's been uh, the most fun three years of my life, probably. You know, I've done I've done more and seen more in these three years than I have in my whole lifetime being on this earth, I feel. It's just like uh, not only the spots, but just like I said, experiencing it with your friends and family. And it's just such a cool thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. And what's the farthest you've traveled to go exploring? Um, So... Uh, I was just talking about this to someone the other day, actually. They're like, wow, you travel far. We have a map in my studio that we kind of, uh, we mark down where we've been and stuff. And as of right now, we've explored in almost 23 states. Um, I've been pretty far from home. We just got back from a big trip. We started in Massachusetts and went all the way as far as, uh, we were down near like the Mississippi area. We went into Tennessee, out near you. Um, we went everywhere. We did a huge uh like eight day road trip Dope. i actually drove to missouri for my brother's wedding and uh after that we had no plans i'm like all right no plans nothing on the roster let's just hit as many states as we can see as much as we can <laughs> and it was like the most craziest trip ever but we've been pretty far we're definitely not scared to get in the car and uh you know drive 12 13 hours to see one thing like yeah i've done numerous trips where i'm up for 36 you know 40 hours at a time just to see something so Thing. We do some crazy shit to go find abandoned stuff. I love it. Oh, it's like super dedicated. Yeah. It's like people are like you're nuts, man. You know, staying yeah. up for forty hours, but just what it takes. You know, all these overnight trips. So you for just sure. got to get it done. You got to pre dawn some of these places. Yep. Um, it's kind of you know you know it's kind of like a timing thing. You got to get in these places early sometimes. And yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I've always been like a night owl. I don't really need much sleep, so <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I think a lot of people forget that like the timing is everything with these things, especially like like you were just talking about pre dawning spots i think that that's super important i don't do it enough honestly (laughs) like this this spot in australia that i hit it was like 11 o'clock in the morning this it was a public holiday the place was in the city there's people everywhere and i'm just like fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go (laughs) try it you know the door was open like somebody had busted it open with the like deadbolt out so the door can't shut all the way so I got, you know, super oh, yeah. lucky and, you know, that video's up on my, my new YouTube channel. So I'm, I'm stoked about that one and it turned out really cool. And I was the only one in the building, I think, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you hope so, right? You hope so, especially when you're by yourself, but you, right. you never really know who's in the building. But, uh, what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places? Um, so I'm a, um, a sales manager for a retail store in my town. So it's a pretty chill job. Um, pretty much just work. Um, I'm a car guy, really big car enthusiast. So I'm always working on my cars. Um, but that's pretty much it, you know, exploring and, and oh, working on cars, hanging uh, out with friends. If you could like, live in one abandoned place that you've explored for an entire week, which one would it be? Oh, man. I would probably have to say this really, really, really clean hospital we hit about a year ago. It was so clean, full power. I mean, everything, power, um, water, you could use the bathroom. I mean, there was beds with, with sheets still like brand new in the package. You could definitely live in this place. It was perfect. Damn. That's crazy, dude. Like 
in a rare find, you know, somewhere that's that clean and that fresh, you know, it's those places freak me out. Like if the power's on, like, I feel like I shouldn't be there. <laughs> like somebody's still paying the electricity bill. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many of these spots have power still. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you got the ones that are the super clean. You kind of expect the power to be on. Um, but we've been like at these like decayed buildings and the walls are falling down and the lights still turn on. It's like, Oh my God, who's paying this bill? Like you said, it's a, uh, it's mind blowing to see what's left behind and someone's paying all these bills still. Yeah. It's unreal, dude. It's unreal. Uh, what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? The future, the future. Um, I mean, we're so new to this, you know, uh, I just hope everyone comes together as a, as a, you know, a group. It, it just, it sucks that it's so, um, I don't know. It's kind of like so secretive because you obviously don't want the spots to get out and everyone's kind of weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got into this, I didn't know anything about the community of Urbex or anything about this. You know, we didn't even post on social media for the first like six months doing this. And uh, we thought, we, you know, we got into it and we we're like, wow, like this is kind of weird. Um, but I just hope everyone comes together and is, you know, nicer to each other and, and, and just, you know, cool because... It's just there's a lot of fighting going on and there's a lot of weird stuff in the community sometimes. Yeah. And just hope I hope people come together and just enjoy this as a whole because they're not going to last. These buildings get in the wrong hands and they just get ruined and torched and, and spray painted. And um, I don't know. I hope we can continue to do this and I hope that, uh, you know, the, the, the arson stops and the graffiti stops because let's face it. The only way that these buildings are getting, you know, demolished and stuff is because they're getting ruined. I've been in places where not many people go and these buildings are old and they're perfect and they're not demoed. And I've been in other places where it's like, all right, this is going to be demoed soon because of the arson and because mm-hmm. of people going in there and ruining it and just kind of making it worse. So I hope all that stops and I hope we can just continue to, you know, enjoy this and see these spots and, you know. Uh, enjoy it with their friends and family yeah i fully agree with you there man i i hate seeing these spots get burned and especially like the fire it's got to stop like it's got to stop there's no reason it's for crazy. that shit. there's no reason for it like you know i recently hit a school in detroit and like maybe two weeks after i went there they some kids like burned down the theater you know like why Ugh. for what you know like what does that just, do for you you know it's crazy to me i think about it all the time yeah i think about it all the time I'm like what do they have to get my coming here and it's like smashing things Straight you know up. ruining these like perfect spots and i mean obviously some of it is just you know maybe homeless trying to keep sure, warm sure, and sure. like something you know the fire gets out of hand but a lot of it's definitely these kids just playing around having fun and just screwing things up yeah exactly so my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew and you started exploring? Ah, man. Um, What it takes to get to these spots. You know, the time, dedication, money. Um, We dove headfirst into this stuff. I wish that I knew more about uh, things like being stealthy and, you know, doing the pre-dons and uh, just knowing my way around the building a little bit better and, taking different routes and not being so like, Oh, like I don't care. Like just go in the front door. Like, let's just look for another, <laughs> another way in. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You know? Dope. So thank you for coming on. No tracers. If people want to keep following your journey and your wife's journey, where can they find you guys online? What's your social media? We are the Dank Team Explorers on Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. It's up and coming. We've been posting for a little while now. And we also have Facebook. So you can check us out there. We appreciate it.
All right, guys, that was Shane from the Dank Team Explorers. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know by leaving a rating and feedback. It helps the podcast grow. It helps us find other listeners just like you that are interested in abandonment, decay, urban exploring, all the good stories that we have on the show. Thank you guys for doing that. If you do leave a rating and feedback, please hit me on Instagram at no.tracers with a DM, and I will actually send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place I've explored. If you guys want to get a copy of one of my books or read my blog, go to notracers.com. You can find more information there. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you want to come on the show, hit me up at no.tracers or contact at notracers.com. I'll talk to you guys next time with another episode. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace.